Welcome back to Tune Into Nature. My name is Kelly. And my name is Anna, your co-host. In today's episode, we are speaking with Grace, who just returned from Down Under. Grace had the amazing opportunity to study abroad in Australia. To kick it off, Grace, can you introduce yourself? Well, good day, Kelly and uh, Anna. <laughs> no, I hate it. Um, yeah, hello, my name is Grace. Um, I'm a fourth year in Human Dimensions of Natural Resources. I have a minor in Global Environmental Sustainability. And uh, yeah, I just came back from a four-month study abroad uh, in Australia, which was great. Great. I guess to just start us off, can you tell us how you knew you wanted to study abroad? Totally. So I've always had a love for traveling. And Australia was just one of those places where I was like, I, I really want to go there. It seems like it seems really unique and the ecosystems down there seem great. And yeah, just I really liked the culture and it was always a place I, I wanted to go. So once you like found out or like decided that you wanted to go to Australia, what did your like application process look like? Who did you talk to? That kind of thing. Totally. So I first brought it up to my academic advisor. Shout out Jackie. Uh, and she had told me to head over to the study abroad office at CSU. So I did just that. And I made an appointment with someone who works in Australia and Oceania places for study abroad programs. And I met with them and they told me about SIT, which is School for International Training, uh, which is just a outside group that offers study abroad programs, but they partner with different universities and colleges uh, around the U.S. So after meeting with an advisor in the study abroad office, I then found, oh, yeah, this awesome SIT uh, program that takes to that takes you to Australia. And it's the one I went on was based on sustainability and environmental action. So th there was another one as well. But with sustainability being something I really value and love, uh, yeah, I decided to go with that one. Real quickly, I know you mentioned how you met with an advisor for, you know, the specific region of the world. If you know of any others, can you speak on maybe some of the others you that were on your list or on your radar just to give people more of a scope of different options? Totally. Yeah. To my knowledge, I mean, there are programs that will take you almost anywhere in the world. I had one friend who through SIT went to Samoa which was really cool. I was like, I didn't, I didn't think you could go to Samoa, but apparently you can. <laughs> so that, so that was really neat. There was, I'm trying to think. I, I did want to go to Europe. That was another idea in my head, but I also kind of thought maybe I'll just do like the interrail thing later down the line. <laughs> so where, where's somewhere where I can get a lot of, uh, I don't know, new opportunities out of and and new experiences. So, so that led me to Australia. But yeah, I think you can honestly go almost everywhere. I'm trying to think. It's not very specific or helpful, no, but good. I mean, SIT has programs on every continent. That's really neat. Um, so whenever you were like prepping to go, getting in the mindset of heading to Australia, what um, were you nervous or excited about it? Like what was, what were your emotions like? Totally. So leading up to it, I think I was most nervous about my application, which sounds so funny, but you definitely have to, if you if you decide, okay, I really want to go to this one place or, or you know you want to do study abroad, definitely hop on it early because I think that was, I, I and I definitely did. I think I was like 
planned it a year in advance. <laughs> but even then, like with that, the, that year and, and the months leading up to it, I think making sure you have all of your requirements set, all of your forms turned in, you know, you've got to get health forms done, you know, all of those requirements before you even just apply. So I don't know, giving yourself a lot of time. That was that was a big stressor of just like, okay, I just need to get this application done and get everything together and send it off. But once that was done, it was just a waiting game. And then I heard back and they were like, yeah, you're like first to apply. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I, guess I, I guess I over overestimated. So preparing, that was a big thing that made me a bit, you know, nervous at first. But once it was done, I was like, okay, this is good. I planned ahead. It worked out great. And then leading up to it with uh, SIT and this program in general, they set up really good guidelines of like how to prepare for study abroad. And that's both through this program and through CSU's study abroad office. They have lots of amazing resources and tools to kind of walk you through like, okay, your visa process and like when you get there and and kind of culture shock and they they tell you what to expect. It's kind of nice being able to prep yourself both mentally, <laughs> not just like physically with packing and things. But um, yeah, so there, there's lots of resources that kind of walk you through. If you need me to touch on any of them, I totally can. But um, it's kind of one of those things like once you get into it, it it's a kind of a step-by-step process and they just guide you through it really smoothly. So that's good. Like kind of holds your hand and totally, doesn't, like, you know, push you off into the deep end. Yeah. And it's funny because like I've been fortunate enough to travel a lot even before this experience, but this was the first time that I really got to travel by myself. No parents, no family, no no friends coming with me. And so for me, that was a big step to push myself to say, okay, I want to go try this new thing and experience traveling in a new sense for myself and to learn things. Uh, but yeah, so it was it was one of the best things I think I've ever did. I ever did. But yeah, it was definitely a big step of like the first time I'm I'm traveling by myself and and let alone taking like what is it 15 hour plane rides <laughs> or, or yeah over there and back. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but worth it. So worth it. <laughs> That's funny that you mentioned that you were the first to apply because I just remember so vividly I'd see you around and you'd be so stressed. And everyone was like, "Girl, you're good. You're yeah. like, you're you're gonna get in. You know, like yeah. you're so involved and <laughs> on top of it." So it's just funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks on touching those on those resources. I think that's good for people to know that you're not just going to turn this application and kind of be like shipped off somewhere. You know, <laughs> you have these advisors that are there to make sure you, yeah. don't, you don't miss your flight or anything. Like the that. emails will be constant. I'll, <laughs> I'll put that out there, too. Oh, my gosh. So many emails, but all helpful. All good resources. <laughs> That's okay, so take us to when your flight landed in Australia, got there. What did immersing yourself immersing into, yourself oh, in yeah. the culture look like and getting acquainted with your cohort, that sort of thing? Totally. So the program in preparation before departing, it was really nice because we had this Zoom call prior. So whoever was available could just jump on, which I actually couldn't at the time, but I still rewatched the recording and, and kind of met some of my my fellow uh, students that were going on the trip. But from that as well, they sent out a like WhatsApp link saying this is a group chat for y'all. You can kind of connect. And I think this was probably like a month before actually leaving. So we could kind of talk and, and say, drop, drop your Instagrams and Snapchats <laughs> in and all that fun stuff. Uh, so that was kind of nice because you got to start meeting uh, some of your 
fellow friends to be <laughs> uh, ahead of time. And then on the actual day of flying, it was obviously a little bit nerve wracking, but it was nice to know that there were 20 other students doing the same thing. Yeah, for sure. So, yes. And it was also kind of nice because I remember messaging in that group chat. We were all saying like, okay, who has a flight out of LAX at this time? And oh, who's flying out of New York or, or New York and stuff? So, so that was kind of nice. So then I flew from LA and then LA to Sydney. And so at LA, I messaged and was like, is anyone here <laughs> like, taking this flight? And then like several peeps were like, oh yeah, I'm at the airport. Like, let's meet up at the gate. So nice. I was like, okay, that sounds great. <laughs> so we awkwardly like, we're kind of looking around and, and waiting. And then, yeah, so I, I met some of my first few friends that were going on the trip at the airport, which mm -hmm. was really, that was a major stress reliever to be like, okay, I finally found someone <laughs> yeah. who we're both feeling the same way. Yeah, you're not like alone. You can, you know, yeah. have like a little buddy support system. <laughs> totally, yeah. yeah. I think you said that there were like 20 people in your cohort. So like, yeah. was that around the size that stayed at? Yeah, yeah. So it stayed at 20. And I should also say like, one of the best parts about the program that I decided to do was that it's not like your traditional study abroad. It wasn't based in a way where like all of us would go to a university and take classes there. Instead, it was just 21 of us all together with our academic director and then a few other like professors or <laughs> friends that are partnered with this program come along with us. And then we just get to travel around Australia and, <laughs> and awesome. just take classes like, I don't know, every other day in these like community center and like Byron and and yeah, it was great. So it wasn't like your traditional, okay, go to class, wake up, stay in a dorm. It was just like, stay in a hostel, hang out with your friends, I guess go to class or go to the <laughs> beach. That did happen a lot. Um, yeah. And then, you know, like hiking for credit. It was great. So um, yeah, but it was definitely kind of nice being able to meet up with friends at the airport and then slowly kind of support each other and getting through customs and right. doing all that stuff. And okay, where's the meeting spot? So just being open and willing to to say hi and meet to meet and meet people is super beneficial. And yeah, I've literally met some of my lifelong friends just just in that one oh. in that first day. So oh, I, I love, love that. that. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you just kind of like touched base on what your classes look like slash um you know what they didn't look like. But, um, <laughs> what exactly um the classes that you did take um what were they what did what did they look like under totally. a microscope, possibly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there were three, I think there were three courses uh, that ranged from from credits. And uh, one of them, oh gosh, my, my academic directors can be like, you should know this. <laughs> <laughs> one of them was around, I guess, environmental action and eco-psychology. So that was really neat. So the first couple weeks, I think it was the first week we did an eco-psychology workshop where we went to this eco-village, which was really cool, uh, with our instructor who, like, created this eco-village. Yeah. And she led us through this eco-psychology workshop where there was this one moment where we all, we were camping there, and we got into a circle and we did this exercise where... There were like different objects in the middle representing different things. So one was like a rock to represent sadness. One was a stick to represent <laughs> anger and, and all of these 
meaningful objects, I guess. And so we all sat in a circle and we scooted forward into the middle <laughs> and picked up how we were feeling around the current state of the environment. So it was kind of like a sharing circle. And, you know, it's very nerve wracking to be like, I'm doing this for class. This is weird <laughs> and different, but really good. But I'm doing this with 20 other students I don't know anything about, but I know they have a love for the environment, for sustainability and, and for the future. <laughs> yeah. So it was really, it was interesting to go into the circle. And, and it was so funny. I went in first because I was like, I got this. I'll, I'll, I'll preach what I got to say. And I immediately just started bawling. I don't oh, think no. I could even get a word out. Looking back on it, it's really funny. But <laughs> yeah, so I went to the circle and I was just like, I'm just so frustrated about the environment. And it was funny, our our teacher who was leading it, leading this eco-psychology workshop, told everyone to kind of like tap on the table to like kind of say like, we hear you <laughs> afterwards. It was like really deep, but it was incredible to do that right at the beginning of this program and, and feel like this sense of relief of, wow, you're being heard, you're feeling supported. <laughs> and let's work through that and give you the tools and, and knowledge to help you reach those goals that you see for the future. So that's amazing. That yeah, sounds really <laughs> profound. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a good bonding opportunity to 100%. Like, you know, form those connections right away. Yeah. So that was like one part of the course. So we did like eco-psychology workshop. And then that same professor taught us different tools. For, so like power mapping and, and mm -hmm. OK, you've got this one problem like on a college campus. What are different ways or tools you can go about planning to, to address it? Um, so there were different things like that. There was one course just kind of on general sustainability. So we learned about sustainable architecture. That's a really big thing down in Australia. The sun obviously is pretty intense down there mm. in the summertime. And so building homes sustainably and environmentally efficient in ways that works with the environment. So when the sun's at this angle, you want your house and your windows to be facing at this angle. It was really neat. I'm, I'm explaining it. Very, yeah, <laughs> simplified. Um, so we did that. We learned what is sustainability, what isn't, how that definition has changed over time. Oh, and then the big part of this program, which was amazing, is the last five weeks were reserved for either a internship or a research project. You as a student have the option to choose what you want to do. And in those first few weeks being in Australia, that was kind of preparation for, okay, Think about your kind of topic that you want to do or, or if you want to do research, if you want to do internship and then start researching of like into into your interests, I guess. And so there were there were some pros and cons with this because it was like, well, I just got here. I don't know like what I can and can't do, <laughs> um, but I knew that I wanted to do research, research, not just because I needed that for the requirement, <laughs> <I could> CSU, <laughs> but um, also I think it would just be a fun way to really interview and like really get to know a lot of the I don't know get get to interview and meet more people down under <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah and so and so I ended up doing my research project on localization uh and specifically localizing food systems in or the barriers to localizing food systems in Byron Bay which is where this program was based and so that's on the west coast in, in New South Wales um, in Australia. But yeah, and, and the reason I got onto that topic 
was through, uh, we had a guest speaker, Helena Norberg Hodge, came in, and this woman just changed my life in a matter of two hours. And I, I told her after her presentation, I said, you, I just learned more in the two hours of you presenting than I did in the what feels like the eight years of education I've had. Wow. And she was like, damn. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I know. You just blew my mind away. So definitely look into that because it's really interesting. I don't want to take up all the time on this. But yeah, so so it was things like that. So uh, many students chose to do internships. I had one friend who worked at Four Pines Brewery in Australia, based in Sydney. And uh, so that was really cool. So doing sustainability in breweries was really neat. Um, I had another friend who worked with the Irwins at Shut the Australia up. Zoo. No way. <laughs> Shut up. Yep, in Brisbane. So Shut that was I incredible. am literally signing up right now. <laughs> you should. I'm packing my bags. My flight leaves tomorrow. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So it's things like that. I mean, you can honestly, if you if you find the opportunity, uh, you can you can get yourself there. Yeah, but and she worked with koalas every day. Oh. She met Robert Irwin, which was my great. We all, you know, we fangirled about that for a little bit. That's awesome. But um yeah. So anyway, that kind of sums up a little bit. But it was nice cuz in that research and internship period, you can honestly go anywhere in Australia. Like you're so given cool. a stipend, which was nice. And then yeah, you get to just say like I found this opportunity here. I'm going to go. You can go with Planet with other students on the trip, or you can just go by yourself. Up to you. But yeah, that's really. Cool. I kind of jumped around a little bit, but I don't know. That no, was that was great. kind of the synopsis, <laughs> no, that's, I guess. No, that's perfect. Yeah, which leads us right into our next question that we had, Kelly. If you want to jump on, yeah, sure. So I know you mentioned that you didn't have class necessarily every day. So in between the academics, what kind of excursions did you do and? How did you balance that with, you know, with your coursework? Totally. Yeah. So being based in Byron Bay, Byron is a home away from home. I now call it. It's this adorable little town, uh, surf, surfing vibe. And yeah, so we would we would go to classes either at the community college or at the community center in town. We'd go to class for a little bit. We'd have a lunch break, go back to class. After that, we would all go back, grab our swimsuits, go to the beach and hang out there. And then on like our weekends and stuff, some of us went to, there was a really beautiful waterfall nearby. So we did that. Uh, and we did some hikes and stuff around and went to the beach a lot. <laughs> trying to think. Um, we went out for food a lot. The food there was so good. <laughs> it was a blessing and a sin. <laughs> but yeah, those were some of the excursions in Byron. But in a way, though, now just kind of reflecting back on it, the program is set up where they've built in excursions and trips that will teach you stuff, but it doesn't feel like you're in a classroom. So, for instance, the travel portion of this program we were based in Byron Bay, but then for a whole month, we went to Melbourne. Then we went to Tasmania, where we got to hike around a bunch and learn about the environment, learn about tourism and ecotourism. Then we went to Sydney and we wrote up a lot of our reflections from our time in Tasmania, but we still got to kind of adventure there. Went to Gold Coast. Yeah. So they built they build in ways where like you're traveling around, but you're also learning and you're also like hiking and doing fun excursions, which was great. So they really emphasize being outside. I was outside every day, 
Yeah, because so kind of like a Hannah Montana Beth, best of both worlds situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, it that was the best part about the program is like it didn't feel like I was doing school. I, I won't say that for the whole time because yeah. there were definitely weeks where I was like this, ow. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is hurting. But um, that was more just with like the research stuff and, and staying organized and yeah, self-propelling myself. This sounds just like, you know, an overall insane and amazing experience. But what did you like gain from this? What were your like key takeaways? I want to touch on two main experiences I had. One of them being we had a aboriginal camping trip where we drove two hours to this beautiful remote location uh, near Byron. And we met up with uh, one of the Aboriginal elders from the Bunjalung tribe. His name was Uncle Russell. Call him Uncle Russ. <laughs> he was one of the nicest, funniest, kindest people I've ever met. Uh, and I got to spend a whole week with him, which was great. And he brought his nephew Alfie with him. And so we just spent that week with no phones, just camping, being out in nature. We went swimming in the river every day. But most importantly, we learned and heard stories and we learned how to throw spears. We did drawing. We did bracelet making. We just learned all of this amazing knowledge from Uncle Russell and from Alfie. And it was just really humbling to kind of step away from <laughs> westernized society that we've all been kind of grown up with and just like really learn from someone who holds so much history that experience blew blew me away so that was amazing and then our time in tasmania we learned about environmental activism and on a lot of our hikes we were able to spend time in these landscapes where these trees were just stories tall they're 400 years old or more. <laughs> that's it but they're incredibly tall trees <laughs> there we go <laughs> um i don't it was also very humbling to just put yourself in this place look up and just see how how old and how like the history of the environment like i don't know i don't want to be sounding too like like greeny is what they would say <laughs> down there but yeah, and then and then we hugged a lot of trees, which was great. And I was like, I feel like I've made a new best friend <laughs> hugging this tree. Like, I don't know. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true. No, we're in Warner. That's just <laughs> what that's about. Yeah. We're, we're the tree hugger capitals. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. And so we also got to meet one activist who talked about their experience living up in one of these trees for an entire year to protest logging since logging is a massive environmental destructor um, down in Tasmania and, and across uh, Australia. So, yeah, so we got to hear her story of, of her connection to this one tree she was uh, living with, I guess, uh, for, for a whole year. And, yeah, it was just really moving. So those two experiences were, yeah, I don't know. They, they really touched deep and... and Will, will stay with me forever. But I think also just, just making all of these amazing new friends. We had a really amazing group. We all got along really well. And I mean, I, I hung out with some people that like, I, I didn't think I would be friends with. I was like, yeah, I, I don't know, like if we'll click and stuff. We found commonalities. We found, oh yeah, we all love the environment. Yeah, I've just, I've never found a, a stronger, more connected, more kind group of individuals who, you know, we're all, you know, similar ages. It was, it was just really, yeah, it was great. It was humbling. 
So, and we still talk today, which is good. <laughs> We're all adding on Snapchat and doing nothing, <laughs> but those are some of my key, my key takeaways and just kind of hope for the, for the future as well. I think that was, the, I should say that's the biggest takeaway, uh, ultimately going into this program thinking, I don't know, like what the future's going to look like. I'm so frustrated and angry and then saddened by the state of our world right now. And then leaving, feeling more prepared with the tools and knowledge that I've just taken away from this, this program and this experience and, uh, and then how I can apply those moving forward. So. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of the experience and knowledge that you gained was just from other individuals and, you know, sharing perspective, which I think is a really neat and cool opportunity. Just like, you know, because like two brains is always better than one. Mm -hmm. um, in the long run, the environment and all the issues that it's currently facing will be solved by people coming together, not by pulling apart. So I think that's a I think that's a great takeaway and just like an overall thing. That's it sounds really cool. 100%. Yeah. And it's something that I think we we all talked about before leaving was like, gosh, our friends aren't going to understand what we just went through. Like, <laughs> we, we've just got such a strong connection now to each other because we just went through this incredible program and learned so much together and do, doing my best to kind of share that with friends. But also, <laughs> um, I don't know, keep keep a lot of the memories as well for me. So if there's nothing else to share, we have some rapid fire questions for you <laughs> oh, yeah a little sprinkle on top all right anna do you want to start i would love to so maybe maybe this was hinted at in the beginning <laughs> but um did you develop an aussie accent the people are dying to know <laughs> if you couldn't tell earlier no <laughs> it was so bad um i although i did i did practice a lot while i was there so i and i picked up a few things so first thing we had pub quizzes at the local pub in Byron. Pub quizzes? Pub quizzes. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every Wednesday. And um, one of the like topics was na ye and ye na. Because they say that for like true and false. They're like, oh, yeah, do you want to get a sandwich? Na ye. I do want a sandwich. Like that kind of thing. So <laughs> it was great. So pick that up for a little bit. Trying not to say it as much now. It confuses <laughs> people. Um, but... Because the drinking age was 18 as well, I'd go up to the bar and I'd say, can I get a rum and kike, please? <laughs> and I, it worked, I guess. But they're probably just like, oh, God, who's this tourist? <laughs> so, yeah, it, not very well. I tried my best, but yeah. I like that. Whenever I travel, I was in Scotland this summer. <gasps> I tried tricking people so much. I don't think it worked. I got a lot of funny looks, Aww. but I had a great time tricking people. <laughs> I love it. You do the, the Merida quote, the... If you had the chance to change your fate, <laughs> would you? You are talented, my friend. <laughs> Not as talented as you. <laughs> All right, next question. <laughs> Did you meet or befriend any fun wildlife, perhaps kangaroo, anything of the sorts? So, oh, I'm so happy you asked this question. There are these things called patty melons. They were the cutest thing ever. They're like... Uh, they're wallabies, so they're not quite kangaroos, but they're like a smaller version <laughs> of them, which is funny. So they're called patty melons, but for some reason, one day I was like, I'm going to call it a jelly melon because that just seems really cute and fun. So I sometimes interchange between. But yeah, patty melons, they're adorable. They're these cute little kangaroo things. We, there were so many of them. Wherever we went, they were always there hopping around and we would always we were on the bus driving and we'd be like oh my god there's one um yeah so i saw that i saw a wombat in tasmania Ooh. which was so they were so cute 
They're just like eating grass and hanging <laughs> out, which is like, that's adorable. Um, what else do we see? The birds down there are incredible. I've never heard so many unique bird sounds, seen so many uh, diverse colors on a bird. <laughs> it was it was great. So yeah, I'm trying to think what else. I tried to, I tried to see a platypus. Oh. I couldn't. I couldn't find one though. Oh so, man, that was That's a shame. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, so there were amazing wildlife down there, though. Yeah, that's neat. I guess this kind of goes along, but with the different biomes and places that you visited, um, which one was your favorite? Ooh, hands down, Tasmania. It was one of the places where, for some reason, because we we're like, oh, it's it's south of Australia, so it should be warm, and then we're like, <laughs> wait, no, that's further away from the equator. <laughs> so it was odd going to the. I've never been to a landscape before that's like really green and rainforest-esque, but so cold and also <laughs> snowy. It was incredibly really? cool. Uh, one of the coolest, like, yeah, ecosystems and biomes I think I've ever visited, which I've, I've visited a, a <laughs> good many. But uh, yeah, it was it was very, like, topsy-turvy to me. I was like, this is wild. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, like, kind of, like, switch in, like, thinking of, you know, northern versus southern hemisphere. Because mm-hmm. when we think south, we think warm. But south down there is burr and yeah. really cold. Hundred so. percent. Yeah. So it was a bit of like adjustment mm-hmm. to to figuring that out. I'm so happy my mom was like, no, 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 pack some more layers. Like <laughs> you're gonna be cold in that week in Tasmania. And I was like, it'll be fine. But no, glad glad I packed some layers for that. <laughs> <laughs> now you mentioned that the food was really good there. So did you have a favorite food from your time? Ooh. Oh my gosh, that is a tricky one. I did have, I did get to try kangaroo. Oh my God. I do recommend. It was, <laughs> I feel kind of bad saying it for all my kangaroo lovers out there. Yeah, but that was uh, Uncle Russell made us this amazing kangaroo curry, uh, which was, it was really good. It, it wasn't anything like crazy delicious. Like it was just like, yeah, it tastes like meat, but in a curry style and with the company we had. And it was just, it was great. So that was one of my favorite meals, I think. Yeah, we also had, oh, I can't remember the exact, red lion? No, not lionfish. That's totally wrong. A red snapper? Red snapper. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Also on the Aboriginal trip, which was great. Uh, delicious food. And then there was this one place, if you <laughs> ever go, it's called No Bones is the title. Trying not to plug. But um, <laughs> it was, they had this like sale for like, taco tuesday or something i was like this sounds fun and it was like chicken and fish and vegetarian like this sounds great so i go with my friends and i'm eating the the chicken and fish tacos like wow this is like one of the best fish tacos i've ever had and then i look across and i see one of my friends who's vegetarian eating the fish taco (laughs) and i was like what is i'm so confused and i was like i'm like i won't tell anyone she's like grace everything here is vegan you're not eating actual fish. And oh, I've, I've no n- bones. Yeah, no oh. bones. And then it all clicked. And I was like, oh my God, vegan food is delicious. <laughs> it has potential. Yeah. So that was like one of the best restaurants I ever went to. And there was no meat. And it was very surprising to me because I don't know. I've always, I've grown up eating meat. I, uh, yeah, please don't come after me though. <laughs> I'm trying to work on not eating meat. But when it comes to culture stuff like that, I like to try everything. No bones. It was it blew my mind away. It was great. Um, yeah, can't, be- can't believe I didn't catch that I wasn't eating fish. That's funny. As a vegetarian well. myself, they've come a long way. The yeah, vegans, they've really upped their game, which I love. I yeah. was like, this is amazing. To, like I now I want to cook more like 
Yeah. Yeah. Vegan vegetarian meals. Which it's enlightening. <laughs> <laughs> Closing out our little session today. Thank you so much for joining us. We loved having you on. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> of course. What advice would you have for someone who's thinking about studying abroad? Just do it. Full send. Uh, no, no. But uh, <laughs> d- definitely, like, if you're wanting to push yourself and, and go and find a new experience and try something new or or just go fun, go have fun and travel. Like if you're nervous, because I was incredibly nervous, even though I've traveled a lot, it was one of the best experiences I think I've, I've ever had. And that's saying a lot. <laughs> it was it changed. It changed my world, honestly. And it changed my perspective on a lot of things. And and I had a lot of personal growth on that trip as well. And yeah, I think for me, it was really good timing, either, you know, third year, fourth year, whenever you go, but definitely just take some time to travel and explore the world and, and try new things and expose yourself to new cultures and to um, new perspectives. It was really enlightening. I love that. Yeah. That's beautiful. If you ever need a travel buddy, let me know. I'll always go traveling. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Grace. That's all we have for this episode of Tune Into Nature. Be sure to tune in next time to hear us chat with a natural resource professional who specializes in communication and navigating various spaces in the field. We'll see you next time on Tune Into Nature. <laughs>